giving God the hard stuff. Most of us take for granted reading the birth narrative of Jesus. We take for granted the fact that Jesus was born or conceived by, born through the Virgin Mary. But Mary's virginity is in fact a complication to her conception. Mary's virginity is a challenge to what God is speaking into her. God says to Mary, you shall conceive. Mary says, how can this happen? I am a virgin. Some of your Bible said, Mary said, I don't know a man. You, you see, some of our logic says that the only way it can happen is if a man and a woman come together. And unless a man and a woman were to come together, a conception cannot happen. And so if Mary is to conceive what God has said to her, then Mary needs to get hooked up with somebody. Mary needs to get hitched so that she can conceive what God has said to her. What I find today is that many folk get hooked up. We get relationships with all the wrong partners. We have unprotected relationships at that. All the wrong folk. So when we conceive what God has said to us, we have no idea who the daddy is. We don't know who fathered what we conceived. We have to run a DNA test on what it is that we have conceived. You see, the Bible said that God is the giver of every good and perfect gift. You see, there are some things that look like they come from God. But God didn't father those things. There, there, there are some things that are almost like they came from God. But just one detail is off. One, one strand in the DNA is off. Because we hooked up with the wrong partner. Mary not only is a virgin, but Mary has limited resources to care for what she conceived. You see, when what she conceives is born, Luke says they had no room for them in the end. They, 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 they were, he was born in poverty. What she conceives lays in a manger. What she conceives does not have heat. What she conceives has just the breath of animals to keep him warm. It wasn't planned. Because if she had planned it out, you, you, you see some of us, when we plan things out, 
we know how to line stuff up. But she didn't have resources to care for what she had conceived because she was on her way to take care of some business. When what she had conceived came forward. So she didn't have the resources to care for it. Some of us want to tell God, wait a minute. I don't want any unplanned conception. Wait a minute. Don't give it to me yet. Let me get myself in order. Some of us tell God, I, I, I want to get my life right first. And then, Lord, I will serve you. You know some folk like that. I, I, Lord, I want to get my life in order. Then I'll give my life to you. When I, when I get my priorities straight, then, Lord, I don't want any unplanned commitment. Then Mary not only did not have any resources, Mary had a lack of experience caring for what she had conceived. When what she had conceived grew up. Luke said they went on to worship. They had gone on their way back home. Traveled a day's journey. When they got to their destination, when they got to their resting point, Mary and Joseph realized that they had lost what they had conceived. What she had conceived, she, she realized that after she, after she had traveled an entire day's journey, she had gone without what she had conceived. What, what, what am I trying to say? A lot of us have conceived what God has spoken into us, but we've become so busy with life's demands. We, we become so boggled down with the cares of life. We, we become so busy trying to keep up with what we, we're supposed to do. We've been so careless to realize that we go a whole day's journey. And we lost Jesus along the way. So we find ourselves here dealing with the hard stuff of life. We find ourselves here now in 2018 going into 2019 dealing with the hard stuff of life. Dealing with the fact that God is trying to speak into us and dealing with the fact that we're fighting what God is trying to speak into us because we have our own issue. Dealing with the fact that God is trying to get us to conceive. And yet we're trying to hold on to the hard stuff. And so God is telling us to let go of some of this hard stuff. Some of this hard stuff that we're trying to hold on because every now and then we, we think that we can do it all by ourselves. You see, when God speaks into us, I find it comforting to know that God does not speak into us something that we can accomplish all by ourselves, but God Tell Mary what I'm speaking into you. It's something that you need to make come alive in you. God tells Mary through the angel Gabriel that I'm speaking into you uh, something that you ought to conceive that will 
uh, ascend to the throne of David. Let's backtrack for a moment, if you will, to what the angel was forecasting. The angel says that you ought to remember the redemption of God every now and then. We ought to know that the saving power of God is not with us. Every now and then, we ought to remember that the Lord even is not so heavy that he cannot hear, nor his hand heavy that he, his hand shortened that he cannot save. We ought to remember that God has saving power. Because sometimes we forget when life gets hard. Sometimes we forget when our backs are against the wall. We forget that same God that stood out against the, the Jordan River, that, that same God that stood out, looked against the Egyptians in the Red Sea, that same God that said, look back at the Egyptians, those, those same folk you see today, you won't see anymore. That, that, that same God that delivered us before, we ought to remember is able to deliver us again. We, we ought to keep inside of us the saving power of God. We ought to keep in us the fact that God is making a people for himself. You see, sometimes we forget in all of our business that God is forming us. You, you, you see, sometimes we're just going through life, going through the motions, just trying to make it day through day, but every now and then we ought to think about the fact that God is doing the work in us. This is the hard stuff of life that we realize that everything we go through. Oh, we like to quote it every now and then where Paul said all things work together for the good. For those who love God and are called according to his purpose. We like to quote it every now and then. I can do all things through Christ Jesus which strengthens me. But every time we quote that. We ought to know that every experience in life, God is forming us. Well, what does that mean, preacher? When I, I'm going through, God is making me into a people, into a person of his own. When our life gets hard, God is forming me. When life gets difficult, he reminds me like he told Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house. You, you see, that's what life is all about. Go down there. And I will call you to hear my words like the potter, like the clay is in the hands of the potter. So are you in my hands. I, I'm forming you in every now and then life gets the best of you. And you lose your shape, but I, I will form and fashion you into a vessel that I Y'all miss that because every now and then we're fighting with God. We, we're on the wheel of life telling God what it is we want to be. God is forming us. He said, I'm forming you into a vessel of my approval. God is becoming our God. Oh, this is the hardest. 
because we talk about we love the Lord. But there's nothing like a trying time. That'll make you call on the name of the Lord. You see, David knew from the cave of Adullam how to call on the name of the Lord. It wasn't when David got to the throne of Israel that David learned how to call on the name of the Lord. But even in David's lowest point in life, when David was on the run from King Saul, David knew how to call on the name of the Lord. I want to know today, when you're at your lowest, when life gets to its roughest, do you know how to call on God? That's what it means to know the Lord is my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked, even my enemies and my foes came upon me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and fell. When you're going through, do you know that God is your salvation? Not only do you need to conceive something that lives in you, you need to conceive something that will outlive you. You see a lot of folk. We just want our blessings to be something that we can have. You see, we want depreciated blessings. But the writer said your kingdom will never end. And so when David thinks about the goodness of the Lord and the promises of God that will never fail, David said that no, there's no one like the Lord. I've tried. I've looked around. I've searched high and I've searched low. But there's nobody like the Lord. I looked all over. And what I can tell you is there's nobody that has done me quite like the Lord. Here's what David had to say about it. When my father and my mother forsook me, then the Lord took me up. I want you to know that whatever you're going through, the Lord has never forsaken me. Here's what David had to say about it. I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor have I seen his seed begging bread. And so I'm convinced that there's nobody like the Lord. Because the Lord has done great things. When I think about my life and I look things over. When I think about how the Lord has healed me. When I think about how the Lord has brought me a mighty long way. David said the Lord is my shepherd. Y'all know the song, don't you? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. 
the Lord has done great things. He's redeemed my life from destruction. The Lord has done great things. He's healed my body. The Lord has done great things. The psalmist said I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Why does he say it? Because the one who's promised, he's faithful. I don't know what holds I don't know what tomorrow holds. But I know who holds tomorrow, the one who promised is faithful, so I will bless the Lord at all times. You want to know why I can praise God. Even though I can't see my way out. Because the one who promised is faithful. The God who promised to take care of me. He's never left me. No. Is he forsaken me? Here's what I find with marriage stories that we don't conceive. But God is speaking to us because we want to hold on to the hard stuff. When it interferes with our ability to, to hear what God is speaking into us. To hear, hear what Mary has to say because we talk about it. Jesus was born of the Virgin. Born of the Virgin Mary, but you got to understand what people were going to say about it. You know how folk talk, don't you? Mary, you weren't married when you conceived that baby. Mary, your baby, what you conceived is really illegitimate. You want to know how folk will talk about it. Folk will oftentimes talk you out of your blessing. Because they want to tell you what God ain't in. If God was in it, there was no way God could be in it. An illegitimate Jesus. But if Mary was a virgin, you've got to understand what she conceived was illegitimate. You gotta understand it. Because if Joseph was not Mary's baby daddy, and Mary was not Mary. When she conceived, and Jesus, y'all gonna run me out of church. What she conceived, folk would have called a bastard. That's what folk would have said about what she conceived. 
But with Luke, because I, I, I know we tend to read, we tend to read into Luke what Matthew had to say. But it's important to read into Luke what Luke did not say. Because what Luke does not say is that it's not important to us how the conception happened. But it's important that the conception happened. What, 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 what do I mean? It, it's not important that Mary conceived without Joseph. Luke does not make that a point of contention, but Luke wants us to know that Mary did conceive. That, that, that is the fact. That Luke hones in on that Mary had a baby. She conceived. It, it doesn't matter if Joseph was there. You can take that where you will. But there are some folk who get stuck because they spend so much time trying to figure out how God is going to do what God said that God will do that they never realize and celebrate the fact that God said, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Here now. Mary said, how is this going to happen? Because I am a virgin. But Luke said, don't worry about it. You will conceive some folk. Forget about what God has said because we're too busy worrying about what God is going to do and how God is going to do it. In other words, we get stuck trying to do God's job. We can't do our own. Some folk don't conceive because they believe that God cannot handle the hard stuff. Or they believe that God does not want to be bothered with the hard stuff. What I find that I do not read in the text is that Mary does not go trying to find somebody to get hooked up with. Mary does not run off and elope with Joseph in order to make what God has said there happen. But Mary just believes that in God's time, she will conceive, she just trusts what God has said and trust and believe that when God said it, it will happen. She leaves the hard stuff to God. But a lot of us try to manage and deal with the hard stuff of life. And we never let God handle the hard stuff. But just in case, it got too hard for Mary. Because Mary didn't know, want to know if she was able to conceive. Because after all, she had issues with conception. The angel told her about her relative Elizabeth. Folks said that she couldn't conceive. You know there's some folk that will talk about other folk. But every now and then, we need a witness of what God can do. Go down to Elizabeth's house. You know
no folk said she couldn't conceive either. But when you get there, she's already in her six months. Folk said she was too old. Folk talked about she couldn't conceive. But the word of God, what God has said, will never fail. So you ought to believe what God has said to you. When it comes to the hard stuff, you ought to believe enough to become a servant of God. Watch this now, Mary begins to serve the Lord. She says, I am the Lord's servant. You see, a whole lot of us are willing to go and serve the Lord. We want to conceive, but we don't want to put in any work. But Mary said, I am your servant. Whatever, Lord, you desire to do with me, have your own way. But not only is that, Mary is willing to carry the burden of the hard stuff. Uh, I need some help now. Because of the way God operates biology. Somehow he did not allow our gender to go through the agony of childbirth. There's a period of time between conception and delivery where one who conceives must bear the weight. Must bear the weight of what they have conceived. It seems easy. But I remember the whooping my sister put on me. When I was a young lad and she was pregnant, she hit me and I hit her back. She told me, she let me know how much the pain hurt. Because bearing the pain and the weight of what it carries to carry the hard stuff, but you know you don't carry it forever. And so you're willing to carry the weight of the hard stuff for a while. Because you know the blessing is greater than the burden. You're willing to carry the weight of the hard stuff for a while. Because you know the one who is carrying you is greater than what you yourself are carrying. You see, a lot of us are ready to give up because it seems like we're carrying a load that we cannot carry. But we ought to look at the one who's carrying us because when we're at the point of giving up, God continues to carry us. But then we ought to know what it is, this hard stuff that God is speaking into us that we all to conceive. Because Mary isn't supposed to conceive
just anything. It isn't just any kind of child that Mary is to conceive. But Mary is to conceive greatness. You see, a lot of folk want to conceive just something to get by. But I heard the songwriter say, I'm living my best life. But you can't live your best life if you don't hear what Jesus said, I came, that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Because if you're holding on to the hard stuff, if you're still holding on to your life, you can't live your best life. Holding on to the hard stuff until you learn to give your life to Him. You can't have abundant life. And so if you want to live your best life, if you want to experience greatness, you've got to learn to give your life back to God. You see, you can't carry the hard stuff until you learn to give the hard stuff back to God. She is to conceive holiness. And holiness is hard stuff. But she can give it back to God. You see too many folk hanging around a church. Pity patty. Hanging around all day long. Singing songs and playing prayers. And all the time having a miscarriage of justice. And all the time having stillbirths of grace and mercy. Because we're treating folk wrong. Talking about building a wall to keep folk out. Talking about building our pocketbooks. Talking about taking care of ourselves and not hearing what the gospel has to say about those who are the least of us. That's hard stuff. But conception is DNA. And I hear God saying that we ought to be holy because God is holy. And that's hard stuff. And if we are holy, and if we are made in the image and likeness of God, Amen. back up off this thing. Because I want you to hear what I got to say here. If we're made in the image and the likeness of God. God who stepped out on nothing and said, let there be light. And there was light. God who spoke into existence that what wasn't into existence. And if we are holy, then you better watch what you say. What, what do I mean? If you are conceiving what God is putting in you, you better watch what you're saying. Because if God created with what God said, what you are speaking, good or bad, 
coming into existence. You wonder why some of the stuff in your life is turning out the way it is. You have better watch what you say. You wonder why your children are growing up the way they are. You have better watch what you say. You, you wonder why your finances are turning out the way they are. You have better watch what you say. You wonder why your body is feeling the way it is. You better watch what you say. If we can see what God has put into us, when we get to talking, stuff gets to happening. When we get to talking, we get to shift stuff. And so what does that mean? We need to change our language. This is, this, this is a sidebar. Too, too many of us got negativity in our language and, and, and we're creating stuff. We're creating grandchildren because we don't want to change our language. But here's the big thing about what we can conceive because here, folk, I, I told you that what Mary conceived was illegitimate. Because Joseph was not Jesus' daddy. God legitimizes what we can see when we give God the hard stuff. God tells Mary what you can see will be called the son of God. Other folk may have an opinion about what God is speaking into your life. But God legitimizes what other folk criticize. God has legitimized what folk have undermined. God has legitimized, God has made, God has given a future to what folk have put down. God has lifted up what folk have cast down. When folk got to talking about that's Mary's baby. You know folk talk about it like that's a good thing. But what God has done is that God has taken, taken all of that and God has given us a framework. God has given us something to live off of that when times get hard, We can hold on to. Luke said that Mary pondered when the shepherds came and they said all these things about what she had conceived. Mary pondered these things. When Jesus was in the temple and, and she went back to find him, and he said, don't you know I must be about my father's business? Mary pondered these things. 
every now and then it's good to remember that God legitimizes what other folk have put down. So we find in the text Mary still struggling how can this happen? Luke says that the Holy Spirit will come on you. Conceiving what God has for you is about having an intimate relationship with God. Too many folk try to conceive and say this to God. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. It's not forced. It's not a rape. It's voluntary. God won't force us to conceive what God is speaking into our lives. But God speaks them to us. And then he says the power of the Most High will overshadow you. We need to change our lives so that the will of God will become our will. There's something about when you conceive a child, your instincts begin to change. Those folk who used to run the street, when I'm talking about when you have real parental instincts, you start to care for what you conceive. You start to grow up really quickly. You start to change the way you spend your money. Because now you care for that child more than you care for yourself. Come on, help me Sister Dawn. When you have children, you start to make sure they eat before, they, before you eat. And if they ain't enough food, you will go down hungry to ensure that they eat. The will of God becomes your will. When we conceive what God is speaking into us, we start trying to force our will and we start living will of God. And we start experiencing what God has for us. Many of us have gone through hearing God in this season say I'm speaking something into you. Speaking into your life. I'm speaking this living word that's cutting away 
that's digging at you. It's causing a change and a transformation. I'm speaking it into you. But there is nothing that is conceived that does not bring about a deliverance. Everything that is conceived brings about a deliverance. At some point in time in life, that which is conceived must be delivered. But maybe somebody in here can help me to let me know that delivering, the deliverance hurts. Being on the labor table hurts. Being in the position of giving birth to what God is putting in you is painful. But you got to push. You got to keep giving it. Keep giving God the hard stuff. You've got to keep giving it to God. That, that's, that's what they tell you at that point. When you get to the place where you got to push, you can't hold it in anymore. You've got to give God the hard stuff. You've got to push it out. Give God the hard stuff. It's painful. It hurts. But give God the hard stuff. You're dealing with financial issues. Give God the hard stuff. Dealing with children that won't act right. Give God the hard stuff. You're making a transition this year where you are, all that you have experienced this year, and God is speaking into you something that pushes you, that is beyond where you would like to be, beyond what you can see yourself doing, beyond what you can imagine yourself doing. see what God is speaking into you and when the time comes push it out and give God the hard stuff because if you ever in the role of parents Those 42 weeks are just the beginning. The hard stuff comes. Late at night, changing diapers, that's hard stuff. Diagnosis is that you can't handle, that's hard stuff. Children growing up overnight, that's hard stuff. Waking up and not knowing what to do. 
how to respond. That's hard stuff. But as parents, you learn the only thing you can do is give the hard stuff back to God as we stand to our feet.